The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 212. Thursday, January 31st, 2013. This is The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 212, which is a palindrome. I am Rob. You are Greg. Oh, yeah. And we have a very special episode. And oh, I was going to say guest, but well, yes, a very special, on a very special episode of the Paunch Stevenson show. The final episode. <laughs> no. It could be, right? You never know. Theoretically, according any to you. Any episode could be the final according episode. According to yes. you. Well, I mean. Well, yes, any episode. But according to you, years ago, yes. this would be the final episode. It could be. I think I'll, I'll mention it later in the episode, whether or not it is. We'll have to, you'll have to let, tune in and find out. Same bat channel. Or not listen to this episode and just, and just wait it. until we put another one out in two weeks anyway. So. Uh. <laughs> All right. The Paunch Stevenson yes! Show. The Paunch Stevenson Show. In New York, live from New York. It's Saturday Night Live. Oh, it's the Punch Stevenson <laughs> Show. Uh, yes, the Punch Stevenson Show. PunchStevenson.com. Yes. I am Rob. You are Greg. I am going in the wrong direction. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> we are recording in the car. Lost. Navigating the streets of Manhattan. And why are we in Manhattan? Well, we said that we had a big, somewhat of an interview <laughs> kind of sort in, of thing. In, in a recent episode. We in announced, a recent episode. Um, uh, we announced that, that I had acquired something. And that was <laughs> um, via Kickstarter... I acquired an interview, well, sort of, a phone call, one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yes. With the one and only, the Dush, Eliza Dushku. Yes. Me. Okay, guys, this is really Eliza Dushku, and you're listening to the Ponch Stevenson Show. That's right. Awesome. You're doing great. Uh, yeah, so. You, you being. Me being great, but. Yes. So I acquired this uh, phone call. Hey, what the reason it was for, she was doing a Kickstarter for this like documentary film that her and her brother were doing on Albania, which is the she and her brother, which is the um, a fatherland of uh, her of their father, Dushku, Albania. Yes, yes. Uh, is that like your? It is. Uh, it is next to uh, Yugoslavia, uh, Romania, yeah. right? Can I, wait, can I say Isn't something it? real quick? I thought it was supposed to be freezing cold tonight. It was supposed to be in the 20s. It's in. The, it's like 50 degrees. It was colder when we got here <laughs> at 5 o'clock than it is now it, at 9.30. It was freezing today during the day. Now at night, I'm walking outside. Well, I'm like, it's like a, a pretty warm day, a, a warm night. Here. Which I'm not complaining. But Anyway, so... But yet, yet doesn't it border those countries... Yes. It's next it's uh uh close to Greece. Yes, it's across the uh the Adriatic I think it's the Adriatic Sea from Italy. Yes, Adriatic. You know how I know that? Let's hear it. 
<clears throat> there was an old episode of the TV show Cheers. Starring Ted Danson. Ted, da- our good friend <laughs> Ted Danson, friend of the Paunch Stevenson show. And remember before they got Woody Harrelson, there was the old guy bartender yes. coach. Coach. And in one of the episodes, I remember I saw this when I was growing up. I was a young boy. For some reasons, like certain things from old sitcoms stick in my brain all these years. And for some reason, this one scene in the old TV show Cheers stuck in my brain. It was the bartender coach. For some reason, he was singing this song, Albania. Mm. And it went, Albania, Albania, it borders on the Adriatic. That's st- for some reason that stuck with me all these years. Oh, okay. So well. I actually had some knowledge of Albania, the vis-a-vis via Cheers. Cheers. Um, so anyway, so they're doing this. Do- they were doing this documentary. They shot. I think last year they shot it called Dear Albania. Yes, Dear Albania, and and they had to put it together. So they did the Kickstarter to get some money to do it, and there was a lot of there were many different. Pr- you know, rewards that you get in Kickstarter. Now, in some kit, we've talked about before some of the Kickstarters that we've mentioned, like the David Crane Kickstarter. <laughs> the rewards were terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, they, were, they were useless. That, by the way, update that David Crane's Kickstarter went nowhere. Nowhere. So those Nor were really actually, and, and Howard Phillips' Kickstarter did not uh, reach full funding as well. So. Yeah. Howard Phillips, I'm sorry. Yeah. I supported you. Yeah, I supported you. And... Anyway, so... Eliza Dushku's Kickstarter did achieve its goal. Yeah, now, but the thing was, her goal was only $60,000. It right. wasn't a million dollars like some of these David guys. Crane. Um, so, yeah, so she had a number of prizes. Uh, some were... What the Some... I don't want to get off topic here, but... Apparently, at this intersection here in Manhattan, there's two sets of traffic lights for the same intersection. <laughs> yeah, it's, one is for it's cars and one is not for cars. It's a mess. Bloomberg. Anyway, well, it's not him. It's just a mess. It's him. It's a city. So my point being, she had a lot of different. Um, the guy playing <laughs> Christmas music on a trombone or trumpet saxophone. saxophone. We have yeah, we have background music here. Anyway, my point being. She did these with a lot of rewards. Some of the rewards for like a five thousand dollar donation <laughs> was like you get like an executive producer credit wow. and this and that. Oh, we should have done that. No, or were you were you paying five thousand? No, but here's what we do. Oh boy, we start a Kickstarter for five thousand uh, <laughs> dollars. That, that lets up. why not? We could do that. That's legal. Right, we start a Kickstarter for five thousand dollars. We reach our goal. And then we use that $5,000 to fund uh, Eliza Dushku's Kickstarter. It's a Kickstarter for a Kickstarter. It's a get-rich-quick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a Kickstarter, and the goal, you know, it's not going to be to fund a, a movie. It's not going to be to fund a store. It's just going to be just to fund me. All right. No, I'm just I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Every single turn, I need to go to the right. Every single street no. says no turning before 10. There, that, right there. Where? The next street. Jeez. All right, so anyway, so back on topic. Yeah, so, 
Dear she, Albania. She had the Kickstarter. Now, there was, like I said, there were a lot of prizes. One prize for like $2,000 was to like follow her around at Comic Con. <laughs> Something, I don't know. There was another one where it was um, maybe a thousand dollars. You you get uh, you went you got you fly out to L.A. and you're in this music video, which she did. Really? Now I thought. Now Wait. I didn't. I wasn't going to do that, but I thought that it was like a rap music video. So I'm like, what? I don't want to be in that. Yeah. It was on this Jace Hall uh, YouTube channel, and, and it was about. Like Atari Twenty Six Hundred, oh, so it was like this like what? goofy rap video she did with her like rapping about the Atari and all, and I was like, oh, I could have been in that. It's right up my alley. Yo yo yo, have you played Atari I today and ruined, whatnot? I wouldn't have ruined my street cred. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so there was that. Uh, there was another one where she was like gonna have you in a, like a, a professional photo shoot. With who? Her? With that photographer guy who was there. But with her, though? I guess. I don't know. That would have been weird. Yeah. So I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you do? So I did the one where you get a phone call for like 15 minutes from Eliza Dushku. how, How did that go? Hold on. I figured this would be perfect because I could have done that. I could have recorded it. Without her knowledge. Uh, and I could have played it back on some podcast that we do, I think. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, the Paunch Stevenson Show. Yeah, so I could have played it on that, and that would have been perfect. Finally, we get a live, we get the douche Live on, on the show. The show. Well, yes. as live as any of our stuff. Dream is. come true. All right. For you. Yes. So now here's where it comes to, to a problem. I had too much time to think about this. Oh, boy. Overthought it. Overthought it. Paunch luck. <sighs> so I'm like, what, what am I going to do? So I'm figuring, how do I record this? So I'm thinking, well, I could do it from my cell phone and record it on there. And I was going to do that. And then I, d- I did, like, those call recording programs. And the, I, the, the I app. Yes. And I practiced with, with our home phone calling my phone and recording me on it. So I did that a few times, and then when I played it back, I'm like, well, this sounds terrible. I don't want her on this. Sounds terrible. So then I had the idea that I'll have her... To talk to her as Sean Connery? No. That was irrelevant. Dr. Phil? I had the idea... Hello? No. I had the idea... Now, what you got... All right, go ahead. I had the idea... To, Hello, uh, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, you're on the air. You're on the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had the idea that Nor- I would... Norton, New Jersey. Go ahead. doesn't exist. Yes, it does. Norton? Yes. Never heard of it. I'm telling you. Anyway. Look it up. Norton, New Jersey. I, I had the idea to... I think we did this one time in the past. I would pay for a <clears throat> Skype phone number. She could call the Skype phone number, and I would answer it on Skype on my PC, and would therefore be able to record both of us on my PC. By the way, we are we are uh, we're stopped, stopped in front of the Viacom and I think this Pillsbury, is Times Square, isn't it? Viacom and Pillsbury headquarters. It's a gigantic television screen. All right, so so anyway. you did the Skype thing. 
I was, so I set it up for Skype, figuring this would be perfect. And I tested it to make sure that it worked. I was calling the number yeah. myself and just make sure now. Guess what I forgot to test? Uh-oh. I forgot to test that it would record uh, both of our voices. Okay. That's what I forgot to test. Well, you have to do what I do and open up two instances of gold wave that one, wasn't the problem one records your I mic did. one records the stereo yes mix. yes that uh, is exactly what i set up okay the problem was even though i set it up like that somewhere in the windows settings oh boy in the windows settings if you if i there was a, a way i had to set it up so that the microphone would be active and the stereo mix would be active and so that it would go through, but it wouldn't pick up the mic, my microphone via the stereo mix. It would only pick up what was on the stereo, whatever. Long story well, that's short, what it does. Long story short, somewhere, <laughs> be, I had both active, stereo and, and mic. They were both, I saw them both active. Yeah, yeah. It didn't record it because I didn't have stereo mix as default. Now, now this is... Because the stereo mix wasn't default. Well, that's your default. That's what I would have assumed. No, I would change the default to mic because no, I figured... I'm, well, the mic I'm kidding. I'm default. saying that's your fault. Oh, shut up. That's uh, your default. Uh, come on. All right, so so she calls you up. Calls me come up. On, walk us through the uh, the process here. So it's, got, it's you, happening... You, 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 so how did you get her the phone number? I, you know, I communicated with the Kickstarter thing. Oh, all right. So you emailed her the phone number. Well, yes. I mean, emailed the person doing the Kickstarter her the, my the phone number to call. And how do you know when she's going to call? So that the guy, number? yeah. So they're like, give us a, a day and like a time range. All right. And then he came back and said, all right, she's going to call you at four fifteen. All right. All right. So four fifteen comes around, no call. You, are you pacing back and forth? Like, all right, it's four ten. Uh, I it's was four eleven. It's four twelve. I was very. Very nervous. Uh, stuck again. Nervous or anxious? No, I was nervous. All right. So, at 4.15, no call. <laughs> 4.20, no call. Oh, boy. 4.30, no call. Oh, boy. I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? So, I send a message on this Kickstarter. I don't even know if anybody even saw it. Maybe they did. That's how they got a hold of her. <laughs> 4.45, here it comes. You know, incoming unknown number. On Skype. On the Skype, yeah. On the computer. Yes, on the computer. I'm like, ah, here we go! <laughs> here we go! And, um, yeah, so, you know, and then we had, we, we, we started, you know, goofing around at first, and again, because the first two, about first, like, three minutes, I had nothing. Ah. So all of a sudden, I'm, oh, while she's saying something... Well, nothing uh, in I terms wasn't of recording, recording. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, while she's saying something... I'm looking, and I'm like, why isn't the, like, the needle on Goldwave moving when she's talking? What, what the hell's going on? And I'm, like, fiddling around for about 30 seconds, and I'm like, I, I, I didn't know what to change. So I'm like, blah, blah, blah. So you must luckily, be, you must be going mental. Right I was this. steam was <laughs> coming out of my ears. So, I didn't even know what she was talking about at this point, because I was like... Right, well, you're distracted, yeah. So, luckily, luckily, I had my digital voice recorder. Yeah, your, your pocket recorder. Portable. Yes. 
I had that on the desk, and I was recording my voice the whole time, just as a, to be, you know, I don't know why. Safety. But. So I had that, so I'm like, all right, I don't want to do this. This is going to sound terrible. I, I don't got a choice. I yanked the headphone plug out of my speaker, or the headphone input, and therefore her voice now was coming out of the computer speakers and being recorded by the digital recorder. Along with your voice. Along with my voice. Well, but I mean, think about it. A not ideal recording is better than no recording at all. Now, here's the problem, though, that that caused. Oh, boy. The issue was now, if she wasn't talking and I talked for a while, which didn't happen much, then there would be, you know, me feeding back over the speakers, back through, and I didn't know, like, if she was going to be able to hear me. She didn't seem to have a problem hearing me, but I didn't say that much because at one point in the interview, I made the mistake of asking her, like, what she was doing, like, you know, what... You know, where's her career going to lead her? How come? Nah. Basically, I was like, you know, how come they're, you're, they're, they don't have you in these big movies you should be in? I'm like, you got to be in these movies. You know, you're good enough or something. I said something like that. I didn't mean it to come off that way. And then she went into this spiel about how, you know, what she was doing next and this and that. And it went on for about 10 minutes. And I didn't get anything in again. But the major problem was not even, you know, the, the fact that I lost the first few minutes with us like you know, joking back and forth, which annoyed me. But if she talked for more than like a minute, then all of, this is the same problem we had with um, Matt Lambros. Matt Lambros, the uh, the um, the photographer of the abandoned theaters, where this damn Skype kept breaking up. I hate that. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now, all right, so so you don't have the first few minutes of the conversation. Yeah. So right now, live on the air, let's recreate it. No, no. So, all right, ready? The phone's ringing. What am I recreating? Say hello. No, I'm just, just say hello. Hello. Hi, is this Greg? Oh, this is really strange. No, I'm not. All right, all right, all right. So we're not going to. Re- but so what, like, all right. How do you, I get to the tone? Are you almost there? Uh, yeah. So, so your <laughs> computer's ringing Skype. You... Click the thing. You click the call. You say hello. How does it start? What does she say? How does it start off? Well, I would play the audio. All right. So she's like, "Hey, how's it going? You know, sorry that I was. I thought it was the other time, whatever." And I was like, "That's eh, fine." And then I said, "I was like, oh, by the way, you know, I've actually met you before. I met you at the Comic Con last year, in New York, and I had you do like this bumper 2011. Yes." I had to do this, like, bumper for, for my podcast. A friend of mine, we do this podcast, Porn Stevenson. So she's like, oh, yeah, you were the guy. Now, I don't know if she really meant that or not, but... So I think she meant it. Yeah, so then, and it's, so then she... I don't know if, even know if this was recorded or not, but then she was saying that, you know, she's been on Kevin Smith's podcast, which I knew, and that, um, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I've always thought about doing that. You know, Kevin's telling me to do it because... As you could tell, I like to talk. I was like, yes, yes, that's right. Yes, she does. And then she's like, oh, all right, well, what sports teams do you, do you like or whatever? I was like, well, I guess like the Giants and uh, football. She's like, oh, wait a minute. She's like, wait a minute, Greg. I, I, I may have to hang up right here now. I was like, no, 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 no it's, it's okay. I, 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 I like the Patriots. We, wait, just, what? we just had to beat them in the game. Wait, you do not like the Patriots. Was that the tunnel? Well, I had to say something. 
Come on, you, we, the, we hate the Patriots. You They're hate our them. rival. You're a Jets. What is this idiot doing? When you have a license it's some Georgia idiot from Georgia, and wait, now this idiot's gonna move. Oh my! Go! Ah! What a freaking idiot! You can't just sit there in the middle of the street. All right. Anyway, I hope this is the tunnel here because I don't know. Yeah, it's not screwed. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Yeah. So, what was I saying? Patriots. You are a Jets fan of recent vintage past few years yeah i am a unfortunately i am a new york football giants fan of yes and you hate the 30 years no i don't hate the patriots i don't care you hate the cowboys i hate the cowboys eagles yeah i kind of hate the eagles too but i mostly just hate the cowboys all right remember i'm the giants are in the nfc i know but you still have to you have to you have to hate them i don't care about the afc this that happens over there i'm over here all right Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I said that, you know, we're goofing about a couple other things, whatever. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, I said, you know, I said, hey, I watched this Leap Year TV show. I watched, you know, I like True Calling. I love uh, this and that, you know. The tunnel to the right? Now, yeah, now where is she from Boston. originally? She grew up in Boston. Baston. Baston. Yes, so she calls you up, ah, <laughs> Uh, this great guy. <laughs> no, she doesn't sound like that. Are, are you a Patriots fan? There, uh, <laughs> you 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 drive your car. No, she does no, but she does have a. I'm not going to say it's raspy, but she does have a little bit of raspiness to her voice, a, a, a smokiness. Yes, which I like because that reminds me. It, it's. It's the way, it's it's not just a Boston thing, but it's the way that, like, women talk, a lot of women talk, that we grew up around in New Jersey. <laughs> so it, it has, like, kind of like a familiar feel. Okay. Almost. So, like, and, and like it's... Like Harvey Firestein? No, I'm not... No, no, I'm not like Harvey Firestein! David! <laughs> David! No. What, what's your favorite sports team? <laughs> David, uh... Uh, what is that? Who's David? From Independence Day. Oh, David yeah, is right, Jeff right. Goldblum. All right, all right. So, um, and now we're in the tunnel now, in case anybody hears this, like, live in the tunnel. Rumbling noise. Lincoln Tunnel. So, um, we are underwater. Yeah. As we speak. So, what, um, this is our, the first time we've ever, in, we've ever done the Punch Stevens show underwater. <laughs> Underwater, you know what that means. Now we're gonna have to do it in the air. No. We have to do it in space. <laughs> space, the space station. Um, no, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna digress for a minute. But when I was very young, and I didn't fully comprehend engineering and and you know structures, whenever my family would drive through the the, the Lincoln Tunnel or the Holland Tunnel, we're underwater. The, yeah. And so, you know, I'm like five, six, seven years old, eight years old. I don't understand. So I'm just thinking, like, you know, my parents are telling me, like, hey, we're underwater now. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I'm just thinking, well, wait a minute. If one of the, you know, the, the interior of the tunnel is all is white tile. Yes. For those who have not been through the tunnel. So I'm just thinking, my, I'm looking around. I'm just like, well, wait a minute. If one of these tiles happens to come loose and pop uh... off... 
<laughs> the tunnel floods were dead. Nah. Like, no, no, they, you know, I didn't understand tile is like, you know, it's not, the whole thing isn't made out of tile. No. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. So, back to the subject. The dush. Yeah, so, you know, I had a look. It was a great conversation. <laughs> I think it went about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, as I said, I missed the beginning. Yeah. And why? Then, why did you miss the beginning? Punch luck. Well, it's my fault. I, I didn't check every single possible configuration. <laughs> the paunch luck. So then I, um, you know, and then, you know, so, and then it, it, as, as the, I'm not going to play the interview, but as the interview goes on, her audio starts breaking up. Uh, and at one point I even said to her, I was like, I can't, I can't hear you. And cigarettes and other things. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. So what do you um what are like your interests? Tell me about you. How old are you? Uh couple year I got a couple years on you. You got a couple years on me, okay. That's about it. And what what kind of stuff are you into? Um, you know, uh video games, classic video games. Um I'm actually pretty big into uh auto racing. Mm -hmm. All different kinds of uh, racing. Nice. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yep. What uh, kind of stuff? Like, tell me more. Um, you know, uh, science fiction, TV shows, comedies, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched all of uh, Leap Year that you were in. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was... It. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I really, you know, I really like those kind of, like, kind of... You know, little abstract, kind of off-the-wall comedies. Yeah. Uh, like that one, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you were in the league for one episode. I really like that show. Yes. As the Krav Maga <laughs> yeah. football Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I had no idea what that was, but it was <laughs> funny. That was fun. I like those guys. I like uh, Duplass. Mark the boss and his brother. They're filmmakers as well. Yeah. Sweet. So what kind of car what kind of car um racing are we talking about? Um, you know, uh, my biggest thing is probably uh indie you know, indie car racing, you know, Indy five hundred, uh mm -hmm. you know, NASCAR too. Mm-hmm. Um they're kind of uh it's kind of a little bit niche now. There's not as many people watching it, but I kind of like it. That sounds cool. Have you um, heard of this movie, Senna? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was really good. It, like, broke my heart. My gosh. We watched it, um, we watched it in Albania, actually, like, two weeks ago. Wow. At the, at the hotel when I was recovering from food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> and it just blew me away. My gosh. Yeah, he was, uh, that's Formula One, and he, he was pretty colorful. Um, kind of, it was really cavalier at that time. Now it's a lot more, you know, kind of corporate and and that kind of stuff. But it was really, you know, the safety's gotten a lot better back then. They were just kind of hanging it out there. Oh, it was so sad that yeah. last, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, he was a national hero. Yeah. Wild. I like cars. I've never raced though. 
Yeah, I, I, I've never done anything more than go-karts. It's, it's really expensive. Yeah. Well, actually, then I, if, if we're talking go-karts, I used to race go-karts with my brothers around the neighborhood. Really? <laughs> yeah, we would go-kart little machines. We used to build them and, and uh, cruise around and race, race our friends. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I, one of the other things we have in common that I, I didn't even realize, I heard it on you say on I, maybe on the Kevin Smith show, was our both of our dads had a baseball card store when we were like kids. Oh, man. Yeah. Nice. Yep. My father, he taught us, he, we would sit around his table and we would like buy all the different, I remember like buying all the different card packs and he would always open them up and we would steal the gum and we would like search through like the tops, all the tops cards and, yeah. and try to, he would tell us how to like inspect them and find them. And also it was that and also like he had a little, a little thing for coins on the side too. Yeah. Yeah. Coin collectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really, really into it because, um, I was like really, really like crazy into baseball and Don Mattingly was like my hero. So I have this huge, just huge collection of Mattingly stuff and it's collecting dust now, but. Right, right. He, he's, he's in LA now. Boxing cards. My father did. What was that? He had like some really valuable boxing cards. Wow. Yeah. Like some crazy old stuff. And then like. He's in his seventies now, and I feel like he just kind of fell asleep on the whole thing all these years later. And one of these days, I, I feel like if I went into his stash, there might be some some pretty cool and valuable stuff. Yeah. Right on. So what um what have you watched from uh from mine that that you loved the most that you uh are most crazy about? Uh well I'm obviously you know I was a Buffy fan you know from when that started. Um, and, you know, I was, I, I, True Calling was like, I was like, love that show. Mm -hmm. And that got canceled. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I did watch Dollhouse. On the campaign last night with Zach Galifianakis, and it was so funny. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Which was weird because he wasn't like, he, he was a little bit funny on that show, but, he wasn't though. He was just like, just kind of goofy. He played it kind of straight. Yeah. yeah. But it was like he used to make me like pee my pants off that every single day. Yeah, I I imagine. Thing about that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that show was great. Um, I did watch Dollhouse. Um, it was good. It had some flaws, but it was still pretty good. And, and... I heard your voice. All right. <laughs> Well, you know what it was? I, I, re it, was hard. it didn't, it was, it was, it didn't, I'll say it, something didn't quite gel and we had some, some complications as I'm sure you may have heard about as far as reshooting and trying yeah. to bring Joss's vision in, into what the, our lovely network <laughs> uh, wanted. And so it was, a, it was a real challenge, you know? Yeah. It was where I, when, Actually, one of the episodes never got aired, but it was like that. It was one of the ones that was like post-apocalyptic, and I actually really liked those. But then the show <laughs> the show ended, so 
that was kind of the end of it, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said about Jotha opening up the sh- opening up Shield. Yeah. On the ABC. That'll be interesting. You, is it going to get you on that, or? <laughs> I talked to Jod a couple of weeks ago, but it was, it was before this big announcement, so I haven't I haven't hooked up with him yet. Yeah. Who knows? It it's weird. Right, right. Can't force it. I try, you know, I try and watch everything that pretty much everything you do, but it's a lot of it's like a lot of independent stuff, so it's kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think, I mean, do you feel like you you prefer that kind of stuff or, or the TV stuff and not so much the, um, I'm going to say, maybe like the feature films? Well, I feel like, you know, I've been in the business now for about 20 years. And um, I started in film, Buffy was my first experience with television. And... Uh, I did a couple of movies that I I really loved, and then um, I went and did True Calling, and I think it was it was at a time that events looked more of a of a television people's mind as 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 wanting to television. And then to be honest, for a couple of years where I didn't really know what I wanted, and I didn't like when I finished that show, I. I lost all beers on a lot for a while for film television. I think I've always sort of had a little bit of in a comic about if I wanted to act or fight. I never really wanted to be an actress, but um, I tripped and fell into it. And I am mother's professor. I always wanted to go to school and had in my mind that I would be doing something, you know, more international, some kind of international political or socioeconomic you know, studies and, and role. But, um, so and it was actually when I played Faith that I read it as something actually might be, be considered as not just superficial, but having a real effect on people and having a real effect on young women's life. So then I went with it for a little bit longer, but I started to leave after we left, after we started to move a little bit, there were, there were still projects out there because there was a lot of, a lot of junk. And then after True Calling, I sort of, you know, dabbled around in some genre films and, and some were better than others and some made me happier than others. And then, uh, leading up to Dollhouse, I had just made a decision that I wanted to start producing and that I wanted to, you know, work with my brother who studied film in NYU and, and make the kind of movies we wanted to make and tell the stories we thought we were going to tell and we were passionate about. So we started work a long time ago on a Maple, Robert Maple's art biopic. Um, and that, of course, has taken a long time because you don't want to mess it up. <laughs> and the people involved in producing a movie is much, the much longer, takes longer than sort of, okay, you got the job, show up on set next week. So, from starting to produce that and then and like some like it all started at the full time job projects of
the cable um, over network, just kind of get a little get a little grittier maybe. And then, you know, these passion projects, the Salvation Project, I just, I love it so much. And I have such a unique position and opportunity as a country to, to, um, to have this way. And so that, uh, combined with the work with mother and her and Gio, I really kind of split my time and, and do, do things I love. So it's not really about, you know, do I want to feature films in the films or TV? I want to, I want to work on things that I'm passionate about that I love. And I think I have to sort of redirect my focus around after true calling and, and uh, in between. I'm definitely in a real kind of positive place today as well. I'm going to do a little bit more cooling as well. Got my classes starting in October. Nice. Did I lose it? By the way, you're. Your phone's breaking up a little bit. Oh, it is? Oh, wait. Well, now it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, that was the winded, the winded answer for you. Yeah. No, I, I was just I was just kind of hoping that they weren't, like, typecasting you or something and, like, not just, like, saying, ah, well, she just does, like, these sci-fi shows. We don't want her. No, yeah. I mean, and honestly, um, it, it takes being... Discerning, I think, and there were times in my career where I was not discerning, and um, yeah, that was kind of a feeling of crap. That's frustrating. Um, and so you, I really feel like today, when I when I look at the project, um, um, and a little bit, and actually, if um, if it's going to take me away from developing this want to want to produce and and control because I'm a little bit of a control freak if you haven't noticed then it's gotta be gotta be pretty dope so there have been some projects that have come along that I you know that I didn't I didn't sign up for and I think I think I've had some pretty good uh instincts and dodged a couple bullets <laughs> okay but I think it's a marathon not a sprint yeah. So, my mom is standing over me. She, she said, I thought we were going for a walk in 15 minutes. I thought we would. We're going to try and catch some more the rest of this day. Okay. But what are you, will you, are you on the Twitter? Yeah. Will you hit me up so I can, like, set it up and we can, uh, I can see you around those parts? Okay. <laughs> Cool, man. Thanks again so much. It was really awesome to uh, get to talk to you for a bit here. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think I may be going to one of the screenings in New York whenever it, it comes out. Oh, nice. Yeah, we just found out today that we're basically, we told Albania that we would premiere the, the special there, and it was supposed to be in September, and they just moved. They're having the big 100-year anniversary like an event in the capital city of Toronto, and they moved it to October 4th, 5th, and 6th just this morning. So we're going to premiere it there and then do the uh, the screening probably in October. Okay. Right yeah. All right, so I'll, uh, I'll like, wave to you or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be there. All right, cool. Uh, we had the chance to, to talk. When I see you. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. You're welcome.
All right, dude. Take care. See you later. Bye. Have a good weekend. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it didn't go, obviously it didn't go as well as I wanted, but, but you find, you have, you have achieved your goal, one of them, of the pod, one of your goals of the podcast. So, to get the yes. dush on the show. Got the dush. Now, the reason I haven't played this yet was because I knew that this film that they were doing, that they were going to hold a premiere in New York City and, and screen the film. Yes, a, a, um, screening. What do you want to call Yeah, but... Screening. Not just... I know, but not just like, hey, uh, who wants to come to the screening? It was like, it was a, a, a very special, exclusive yeah. screening to VIPs. Well, that was the thing. The Kickstarter was very confusing because they had like a, a, a level where you would get the screening and another level where you would get the VIP screening. But I don't think there ever was a VIP. It was just one no. screening. So, so you got to be a VIP. Yes. I didn't indulge in the cocktails that were part of the VIP. Not well, I didn't level no. And I got to be a v- VIP. VIP. So yes. So you were allowed to bring a guest. So I was like, I asked you, and somehow you actually were able to go. <laughs> I pulled some strings. Shocking. So. You know, I got I had you here, so we 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 go. It's in New York. It's at the Russian Tea Room, which is owned by Albanians, as it turns Funny out. Enough. And 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 not the Paunch Luck. No. You know, like again, for people who aren't familiar with this area, we live you know very close to New York City, in New Jersey. The and map. Google Maps said it would take twenty five minutes to get there, but going into New and York City. Like getting in the car, going through the Holland Tunnel or the Lincoln Tunnel, it is just constantly like one hour delays, two hour delay, just constantly sitting there with traffic. Yeah. Somehow tonight we no. get in the car, two seconds, yeah, us right through. I'm thinking to myself, somehow so what's going to happen? Somehow now? a crane's going to fall off a building <laughs> and kill us, or the car's going to explode. Car's going to explode. Get four flat tires <laughs> and run out of gas. Uh, all right, so so we breeze through. We, we get, get in to there the, uh, to the Russian tea room. Yeah, we, we go in. We which walk. I had never been. No, me neither. It's a very small place, by the way. It w- it was a very, you know, just from my brief impression, it was a very um, sort sort of like a luxurious restaurant or mirror space, but but like very old style. Yeah. You know, s- sort of like along the lines of the Jersey Lowe's Theater. Yeah, well, I think it's from the 30s. So very, very old stuff, very ornate. So, it was nice. Yes. So we go in, and there's like a bar, like kind of restaurant there on the first floor. And the guy's like, go up to third floor. <laughs> so we go up to the third floor, we walk in, and there's this like basically a small room with chairs set up. I don't know how many. It wasn't, I don't think it was that many chairs. Maybe sixty chairs, and um, there's like a projector screen. And immediately, what I thought to myself was, "Wow, this this is going to be great. This is perfect." I'm fear. I was going in fearing that there was going to be this enormous, you know, like screening room, and there would be like two hundred people, like an auditorium. Yeah, it would be like two hundred people. We'd never get to talk to her or meet her. 
So, you know, of course, the whole time I'm very, very uh, uh, anxious. Yeah. You can shut those, by the way. So, we sit down there, and it was more intimate. Yeah. We sit down there, and one of the things, first of all, was here I am thinking, you were asking me as we're going there, how many people do you think are going to be there? And I said, well, some of the screening rewards were in Los Angeles, some were in New York. I said, counting it up, I thought there'd be probably like 100 people not counting their guests. Yeah. I'm like, there's probably going to be 150, 200 people. Yeah. No. There was probably maybe grand total 70. If even. I don't even think there were that many. But anyway, which I was... So when me and you were sitting there, we're talking, waiting for this thing, waiting for them to show up and start this thing. And so this guy, go ahead, keep keep talking. So this guy, uh, the faster I go, it's going to come out more. You have to shut it. No, but they're dead. It's fine. So this guy sits behind us, who I immediately recognize from that leap year TV web show that she was on. He was in it. He was an actor. Yeah, and he's also, like, producer, and he, he, you know, I guess a writer, whatever. All kinds of stuff on there. Was his name Wilson... uh, Wilson Cleveland. Very... He turned out to be a very, very nice... Yes. Very nice guy. He was our in. He was our in, but he was also, like... Yes. Just talking up a story. Yes, and we were talking about sitcoms, and we didn't record it because... We didn't want to ambush him, and then he, right. he said a lot of things that... Like, he's an know. actor, but he's also a producer. And, you know, yeah. He has a lot of things in the works. And, yeah, so, I mean, he, and, was, yeah, uh, he was giving us a lot of inside information and telling us all these stories. Right, which, 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 off the air. Yeah, which is very intriguing, and, you know, we're joking about it. So, you know, in the course of the conversation, I said, look, all I, we want to do is get a picture with her. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, she'll, she's, she'll, she will stay here until everyone gets a picture. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So immediately, I was at ease. Like weird out. Yes. Very so, accommodating. Immediately, I was at ease. So, um, yeah. So we sat there, and then they're going. They're trying to. <laughs> they're trying to show the movie, but they had a lot of technical difficulties. Well, it was on a it was on a laptop. Yeah. They had like five different cuts of the movie. They showed the wrong one. Then they're trying to show the right one, but it was encoded incorrectly. It, 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 it was saved as a PSP file. That. Who, why? Why would anybody encode a movie for a a, a Sony PSP? So the, the, it was all out of control. It was all just a mess. Then they finally got it going, and wouldn't you figure that. I now I'm like six foot three almost. I was sit- sitting behind a guy who had to be about six foot seven. <laughs> so I couldn't some, see some Nordic looking guy. So the whole time I'm watching the movie with one eye open, yeah. so I can see around him, like a cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have switched with you. Nah. So you know, I, we watched the movie. Um, it, I, I I thought it was in, informed. It was very informative. Like her and her brother, they go around. They talk she, to these people. She and her brother. They talk to these people in Albania, and they go to all these cities and to these like vacation spots and these ancient ruins. And 
you know, the people dancing in the street wherever they go. And now you are obviously the diehard, yes. hardcore Eliza Dushku number fan. one fan. I was the number one fan there. Exactly. Guaranteed. Exactly. Now I've seen her in a couple things. I've seen her in Nobel Sun, which. You know, my, my infamous review on the Fawn Stevenson show, an old episode, and, um, and, uh, what else? Oh, Which I, actually I, turned out to be accurate. Yes, and I saw her in, uh, her cameo in, uh, The Big Bang Theory and, and whatever, but I didn't realize, and, and, you know, and she's good, but I didn't realize in this Dear Albania documentary, I didn't realize, you know, maybe she was just doing it for the documentary, but she was, like, very, very hammy. Very hamming it up for the camera, like oh, that's like just like her. these you know these like movements yeah, and yeah, yeah. facial expressions and you know that's, which which I'm not I'm not saying I'm it's not not in a bad way I'm just saying I didn't realize she had that side to her. No, that's her. That's her personality. You know, she's just very very outgoing. The weird yeah. thing was, I've read that that people have said that she's very shy. Real in movie. And like in um, like like on movie sets and TV, but I I don't get that impression. And at in fact, all. the Wilson Cleveland said that that she's very very forceful on the set, really? <laughs> like yeah. beating him up or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you know, look, maybe it just depends on you know if you click with the cast or something. Yeah. I, who knows? Just depends. Yes, but again, one of the reasons that I like her and that I've always followed her as a fan is that she's very. She she's not like one of these like actors or actresses who who are like artsy to the point of like you know are these you you wonder like are these real people? <laughs> They're so weird. Like right. like when I went to the the Comic-Con this year, I talked to Sean Aston. Yeah. He was terrific. Yeah, normal he's, guy. He's somebody that I could have talked to for like 2 hours just goof on stuff. Right. Talk about movies, which is good. That's how it should be. And then I talked to Christopher Lloyd, and he's like a, a can of he's like catatonic. <sighs> ah, I can't do that. Oh, ah, too bad. Is, is it hot? No, no, Doc. It's cold. So, you know, there's like this huge difference, and you know, like Ed Begley. We talked. Oh, perfect. Couldn't be any nicer. Ted Danson. Even he was good. Yeah. Well, Ted Dance is a goof, I think, in real life. He, he no, just I'm saying he was the, good. Oh, yeah, I know. But he, he seems to have, like, that goofiness about him. Um, Matt Lambros. He's not a celebrity. Cassim Gain. Oh, I'm just celebrity. saying. I'm just saying. Well, photographer, but author. Those, yeah, but those are real people. All right. You know what I mean? They're not, well, like, I'm trying to give them plugs. Anyway. I'm trying to give them plugs. Anyway. Shout-outs. So... So, you know, that, and you know, I knew that coming in. So then, so she gets up and she talks for a while while they're trying to figure things out, and I recorded that. I guess I'll play that. Huh? All right, so we're here. We are at the uh, screening, waiting. I am Rob. Shut up. You are correct. Shut up. Shut up. 
It is 625. It's supposed to start at 625. Six. I mean, yes. Why did I say six? Six o'clock. Stupid. There she is. Hey. Hey. Thank you guys so much for coming. This is so exciting for us. And I'm so sorry that we're running a little bit late. Um, but we are so happy you're here. And if you could bear with us for a few more minutes, there are a few people that are here stopping on their way. Um, but we thought we could do some chatting a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Well, we met Fidel Barisha. Um, I'm sure many of you know him, or if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen how obsessed I am with this man, this <laughs> photographer. Uh, Fidel started out stalking me. He stalked me here in New York City. I was doing a play called Doxy's God about nine years ago, and uh, came out of the backstage stairwell one night and here was this man and he said, I need to bring you to Albania. So I almost uh, ran to the police. But uh, he said, my name is Fidil Barisha and I am Albanian, I'm from Kosovo and your mother country is calling for you. And I thought, wow, that's a great line. <laughs> So uh, he said, I'm a photographer, and he said, please, I would love to, to shoot you. <laughs> and please come to my studio. I, I, and I, I sensed sincerity, but at the same time, I did what any girl with three older brothers would do. I sent my brother Nate, who's going to be joining us shortly. I said, check him out, make sure he's legit, and then and only then will I go and, uh, and let this photographer shoot me. But we went, and, uh, and immediately, I mean, Padilla is... is one of the most incredible photographers in the world. I'm not the only one who says so. Halle Berry, Donald Trump, sure, but video. that's not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's the official photographer for Miss Universe, and he is renowned and beloved for, I mean, this is a man who's traveled the world and has found, you know, beautiful models in, in the mountains and in, in villages and, and brought them to the United States and brought them to New York City. And, you know, some of them have absolutely insane multi-million dollar careers and he just has a way of opening people up, even tough Boston Slayer girls, um, of just making you feel so expressed and so comfortable in front of the camera. So I met Fidel and after that shoot, he, he went back to his original line, I'm bringing you home to Albania. And uh, I grew up in Boston. My father was a first generation Albanian. His parents were born in Albania and they literally came by boat, my grandfather, I think, was 13 years old. His name was George. Um, and he, our father had four brothers and a sister, and they grew up in the South End in Boston. And there were some Albanians, but it was a really diverse community. Um, and, but they were very poor. My, my grandfather had, our grandfather had a convenience store. And apparently he worked every single day of the year and never took a day off, which is very Albanian. Um, but they, I remember growing up, our father 
you know, always told us to be proud of our of our Albanian blood. And my mother, of course, is, is Danish and, and completely, you know, she's got the blonde hair, blue eyed thing. And he has these four very Albanian children. And we're proud of those roots too. That'll be the next documentary, Mom. But um, growing up in school, our teachers used to say to us, um, now, you know, look, where, where are your parents from? And we'd say, well, they're from Albania. And the teachers, would say, oh no, no, sweetie, you mean Armenia. <laughs> they, they, people did not know that Albania was a country, um, and it was always this sort of strange thing, and I would ask my father, you know, why? Like, why don't people really know about this country, and why is there so little out there sort of research on this country? And, um, you know, my dad would say that uh, growing up, even for him, in Boston, a lot of Irish and Irish and Catholic, and but that it was sort of seen as a, in some ways, a, a lesser, a lesser nationality. Or he remembered people saying, "Oh, you're, you know, you're, you're dirty, or you're, you're lower, or you're, you're beneath." And so he, he did experience a lot of discrimination um, as a young boy, and that broke my heart. And, and I always, every the Albanians that I would meet would sort of come to me in in a quiet voice and say, "You know, I'm Albanian too." I was like, "Why is everybody whispering about this? You see, everyone in the world are wearing t-shirts or." You know, telling stories of, of their roots, and I feel like I have this secret nationality, and I don't understand. So, um, when Fadil invited me to go, I absolutely uh, jumped at the chance. And with my brother Nate as well, who I think is here, and you can come join us, Nate. Um, <laughs> he was right there. Okay, he ran away. He'll come back. Um, so we uh, went on the trip, and uh, I was so blown away. I mean, obviously, there was a. a a number of years of isolation, and there we understand now why Albania has sort of has sort of been the underdog and been sort of unrecognized. It was extremely isolated for a number of years, but in the last um, how many years? Since what? Nine. 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 So Albania um, has opened up, and people can people still ask me, "Can you visit Albania?" Yes, you can visit Albania now, um, but it is. The people, the Albanian people, have moved me so much over the last five, six years that I've begun to travel. I've now been there about three or four times. Um, and I just I, I became obsessed with this feeling that I, people must be proud of where they, where they come from and where their roots come from. And the people that I met in Albania were so generous and so loving and would give you the clothes off their back and welcomed us in. And, of course, I got my Albanian eagle tattooed on my back, and my brothers got a tattoo on their arm. My dad, at 60 years old, got his first tattoo of the Albanian eagle. And then I wore the eagle in a film that I did on, a, on my t-shirt. And all of a sudden, I had this outpouring. I mean, Albanians walking through the streets of New York, there would be scenes like I would come to America, or I would walk into a pizza place, and someone would see me. And I became Elisa Dushku, like this Albanian national princess. And people would start to me. And they would say, you represent um, someone that makes us so proud of our Albanian uh, roots. And it really, really moved me. And uh, I remember being in Albania on one trip, and we were driving through a village, and we stopped at a, at a pharmacy, and this little old man who looked a bit to be about 100 years old was sitting in the corner, and he, and he got up from the chair and he shuffled across the room and he flipped me around and he kissed the eagle on my back. <laughs> and, but it was so, like, I, I burst into tears and I just, it's so, I love uh, Arela Gace, who's one of the singers that we interviewed in the film. 
she said, you know, we're not saying we're the best, we're saying that we exist. And that also was so powerful to me. And so when Fadil called us and said, let's just do it. Let's make this film, let's travel there for two weeks and we'll fund it ourselves, but let's just go and bring the cameras and we need to tell the story of Albania and show the beauty. And it was not a coincidence, or it was a coincidence, but it was, we were coming up on Albania's 100 year uh, independence anniversary, which is this week. So we, we went ahead and, and what you're gonna see tonight, we're gonna have a, it's a two-parter. We have to sort of, we're very old-fashioned, we're gonna change reels in between and take a few minutes. But um, this is our this is our, our blood, sweat, and tears. Um, Fadil uh, is also the cousin of the Prime Minister, Sali Berisha of Albania. So he has a, had a few connections when we went on our trips. Um, I was able to, uh, uh, received my Albanian citizenship during the trip. I literally signed a piece of paper uh, when we landed yeah, and as the queen of Albania. <laughs> I mean, people will go, Mother Teresa and Elisa Dushku, which makes me completely feel inadequate and makes me know I have to do much better things in my life now. Um, but my brother is my tireless partner and director, and here he is. I see you, Nate. Um, <laughs> And this is for our family, this is for Albanians all over the world. We shot the footage, the Kickstarter crew came in, and we, this would not be possible because we had 30 hours of all of this footage, and we launched the Kickstarter campaign, and $72,000 later, you guys absolutely made the We are sweet. You really are a part of something that is is uh, is so extraordinary and so special. And I really hope that work until the last second. I really hope that you feel that and you know that when you watch the film. And I'm so happy to have my my parents, my cousins, my family, um, my boyfriend, Fadil. The Russian tea room is owned by Albanians. <laughs> My friends, I'm I'm talking a lot. I know because, well, partly I'm killing time, but I also like to talk a lot. <laughs> so I could go on. Um, is there anything else you, you want to add? No, I think it was something I can thank you first of all for doing it. And, uh, it's a simple, great story that I hope everyone will enjoy. And thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you. Albanians there who identify as Albanians um, 
you know, with the same kind of passion and the same kind of pride. So we, we went into those places as well. We also couldn't be here without an actor and friend and producer named Blair Vistani, who, uh, along with Fadil and myself, funded the, the initial um, the initial uh, shooting. And uh, Mayor Basha, you'll see in the beginning of the film, he is the new democratically elected mayor of Tirana, the capital. Uh, Basha apparently was brought, was elected with the help of Obama's campaign supporters um, and, and workers. So, and he's a, he's a really wonderful man. We, we tried to not get too far into the politics because uh, even though I have a political science professor mother who I'm sure wishes that we would really <laughs> nail some points home, we, the country really is very divided. They had a, a socialist uh, communist government for a number of years and the former mayor was a member of the Socialist Party and so the election was literally won by a hair for this new mayor, Basha. So we really felt that it would be important to stay a little bit neutral on that area, in that area, because you know people would say, Albania really treasures you, Eliza, and we, we, we wouldn't want this to be something that divided you. So um, somebody else can, can do that. <laughs> but um, we, we really, we traveled to different um, archaeological sites. We, we tried to capture the essence of the people through the culture, through the food, through um, music, and, uh, and it's taken a village to get where we are today. Does anybody have any questions? We will be doing a Q&A after, but... No questions? Are we ready to start? What's that? Uh, yeah, one of the things Fadil knows so many Albanian uh, talents, uh, we didn't get Belushi. Belushi was the only guy that was sort of unavailable for our documentary, but um, like I said, we had Tony Dolani from Dancing with the Stars. We had Laura Kana, who's a uh, fake. Uh, my, my, uh, my pronunciation is fully Albanian. Yeah, in the middle, a famous opera singer who was the voice in the the movie The Oh, the Fifth Element. Um, so we have some interviews we can start with. We really aren't. We actually use some of the stars that made fame outside Albania. So we use them to come in and you know support us on that document. So it's really great to do that. So. Nate, anything you want to say? You'll speak after, but we'll show you some of the interviews. It's an intro, and then the film should be ready in the next five to ten minutes. So thank you guys so much. Um, and then, you know, they show the movie, then afterwards, she and her brother, uh, talk. And, and the director. Yeah. No, he wasn't the director. The brother was I the director. Oh. This guy, well, the Fadil, I think it was like Fadil Barisha or something like that. He's like a, like a famous photographer. He's, he's in the United States, but he's from Albania. And he kind of got the ball rolling with this and... Yeah, he's the cousin of the Prime Minister of Albania. So he yeah. got, you know, he, he, he pulled some strings. So then they, yeah, so they did a little Q&A after the movie and probably play some of that. Just because I love the, the sound of Eliza Dushku's voice. <laughs> I must play it. And... One of the things that sort of led us into the, the challenging technical difficulties is that 
we we originally wanted to produce a full-length documentary, and Brian also works with PBS, and we feel that this is a, a great a great show for the PBS format, and really to get this out in front of in front of dip, uh, multiple. Uh, viewers and, and license it to different people. So we want to we intend on having a, a PBS documentary as an hour special and then we also, as the Kickstarter reward, we wanted to create a little bit of a longer DVD that included some more music and we actually met an amazing aerial photographer who made, has made a career out of hang gliding over Albania and getting this footage that is so breathtaking and so stunning. So in our attempt to sort of make it all happen uh, and give you guys the extended version, we, we ran into a few hiccups, but we are extremely proud of, of this version. And, and when you do get your DVDs, you'll, you'll uh, quite possibly have both copies on there. And then we could turn this into a pilot episode for a travel show, because somebody likes to travel. <laughs> and this is what, I mean, Thank you to all of you who have followed me in other areas of my career, but this is my passion. I, my mother's daughter, I, it's my high. I, I just love meeting people, and to do, in order to do what I do as an actress, I think it's important to, to hear people's stories firsthand and to, to meet people and, and have those stories shared authentically. So this is a part of my life, and who knows? It's not going to be wild on, but it's going to be <laughs> a, a possible show in the future. Well, I just wanted to, you know, we put Q&A on the um, invitation because there's so many Albanians here that um, may never have gone back, and I'm usually on the other side of the Q&A, but uh, I think we should, now that you've seen the film, hold true to that promise, and if anybody has a comment or a question, it's radio silence. Oh. Um, so my name is Albanian Americans, I know Actually, we, one of the hiccups that we reached was an amazing hiccup because the government helps us with some of the access over there, and um, we, this was supposed to be our first screening, and they had their first ever Tirana Art Days last month, which was a big art celebration in the city, and you know, people were walking around saying this is the first time they'd ever seen Tirana lit up like that. I mean, it was, it was um, you know, exhibits and Scandinavic Square, we went to little galleries, and there were parties, and it was it was pretty amazing. And they put the deal, had a big fashion show, there's photos everywhere, and we screened the documentary, and you know, so we rushed to get something together to put up there for them for this festival. And when we were there, you know, there's I forget the statistics, but there used to I think there's like one film distribution company there right now, and there's like five major theaters, and then there's you know, radio, TV, um, Chicago, and you know, there's just a, there's a few different, you know, they're, they're getting into more of uh, like media, like platforms that really, there's, a, there's an Albanian TV station here, I mean, there's, they're spreading their tentacles all over the world, and so we are trying to, this is not about us selling this to make, you know, big money, it's, the Kickstarter campaign was unbelievable to see, actually, you can track it through Facebook, and I think 75% of the people that viewed our Kickstarter page were actually from Albania, which 
and they didn't even have at internet access, you know. So it's we're just trying to find the venue where we can um, allow Albanians from all over to see this, but it's, it's challenging because you know we have to you know we just we have to keep searching for the right people to you know we want it to be available to the public. We thought about even doing a theatrical release, but there's and you go over there and their movies like. Actually, it's funny. Has anyone ever seen the movie Taken? No. <laughs> that, no. That region that, we're, that we were in, Chapoya, where they welcomed us and were drug, you know, that's, in Chapoya, it's like they're all drug dealers and smugglers and, you know. <laughs> but Chapoya was huge. So, like, movies like, you know, Twilight's over there, and, like, it's just like, you know, you, you wonder if this would, you know, go out the theater, but our intention is get it out there. And you know, we 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 took we met with Clan TV, we met with a few different um, top channel and just talked to them and we're not quite sure what's gonna happen. Yeah, in, in Albania we, we have a number of different people that we want to, that we've been speaking to about having shown in Albania. Um, but also I mean again one of the great things about PBS is that they have you can license it to territories all over the world and that really is is our goal is to have as many people see it as possible. And then here in the States with the extended version that we were that we're trying to put together, that we tried to get ready just for today, but we just missed it. We uh, we want to have a full-length documentary that then, of course, we could submit to festivals and we could hopefully get a small theatrical release, and um, and then the DVDs, you know, will will live on, will be available for purchase, except for the people that get them because they loved us early. <laughs> Any other questions? I'll tell another story. <laughs> no, this isn't really, t again, sort of piggybacking on what I was saying in the beginning. I have a, I have a very influential friend uh, in Los Angeles, and I've known her since I was 17 years old. And uh, some of you might know that Robert De Niro just came out as Albanian. Did you guys know that? <laughs> De Niro just came out of the Albanian closet. <laughs> His, his daughter, I know he lives on American soil, but he came out. And uh, so this woman who I know is in Los Angeles is really influential. I've known her since I was 17, and uh, I see her you know, a few times a month. And when I came back from my first trip, I had my Albanian eagle on my back, and I wore my hair up. And we were in a sort of crowded room, and she saw my eagle, and she grabbed me by the shirt and yanked me in the other room. And she said, what, what is this on your back? Why do you have this, this eagle? And I said, Girl, I'm Albanian. That's the Albanian flag, and it's my people's. That's my roots. And she looked around and she said, "I too am Albanian." <laughs> Girl, you said you were Romanian. <laughs> Ten years now, and it just again, it just made me realize. I mean, I, you know, there are these closet Albanians, people that aren't, don't feel comfortable because of the. The stigmas and the stereotypes about, you know, Albanian gangsters and mafias and crazy Albanians. I mean, I know I'm crazy, but in a good way. So I want people to see this movie and celebrate where, where they came from. I come from a diverse family. I come, you know, I believe that, that we all should be able to celebrate where we come from and, and to know our culture and to pass on. I mean, this age of internet and everybody doing the same thing. It's just boring. We have to hold on to the traditions and the cultures and pass them on to our kids and share them with our friends and family because that's what makes us awesome and makes us different and, and make, it keeps things exciting. So, thank you.
Baldy and raise your hand and ask a question. Come on, I know you're like, you got a question. You, sir. Uh, obviously, with with all the history there and, and same thing from you know third century BC, fifth century, was there anywhere that you, you couldn't go and couldn't take the cameras because the the stuff was so sensitive, or were you able to, to really show everything you wanted to in the documentary? Um, the church, the church of our grandparents, was a little bit of an issue uh, because it, it was it was so old and so sacred and it was lost and we showed up. Um, um, you know, we broke the law. We did break the law. But we, um, we, we met the, the man who was attending the church, and you could see that he had been, you know, holding this church under his, under his, uh, you know, safety for so many years. And so when a couple of Americans with cameras showed up, and went, like, can we make a movie in your, you know, with these beautiful old paintings? And, you know, there were things with flash cameras that could, Disturb the the frescoes and and he eventually sort of let us in and allowed us and, and we were we used the utmost care and making sure not to disturb anything. What what's interesting is that even Apollonia that museum in Apollonia just opened in 2011 um, and Utrecht just became um, you know it's a world, uh, UNESCO World Heritage Site and there's a museum that's considered a museum there's parts where you can go inside and there's artifacts and. That I think opened in 2008, and it's not like museums here. It's you know people call it the Wild Wild West, but <laughs> well, yeah, it's like things aren't covered. You know, people are kind of touching things, and we're just kind of like, oh my god, this is so old and incredible, and people are just, you know, it's all right there. It's so new. In Apollonia, it was so beautiful. You saw some of the clips, but they so many people get married there, and they come and they're climbing the old Apollonia statue. <laughs> yeah. It's raw. It's raw, but it was it was a. Hi. Uh, this is for the director. Um, how did you get the president? <laughs> this man right here happens to be cousin of the prime minister. So, um, which um, you know we knew that a long time ago, and he's just. He's a wonderful man, you know. I mean, he just they they just helped us out. We didn't really know what we were into, and then we landed, and then you know things just rolled out, and we just went with it. I mean, that was one of the most interesting things about the experience is we had all these plans going in, and then we got there, and then we threw them all over the just went because it was 15 cities and wait, what was it? 15 cities in 15 days, basically, and so you just. You have a plan, but you just go, and you know the prime minister. You know every once in a while, you know that was like kind of the question when we arrived at your point. It was like, why are these people all showing up and dancing when we arrived? <laughs> Partly because Odetta, you know, different people that we knew, Liza having some notoriety, the deal being cousins, and you know, I think they 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 caught on. They caught on that we were making this documentary, and they wanted. Um, they knew that it was potential um, to give them exposure um, in the world and show a positive image of the country. And so, I mean, that region of Tripoya, up in the mountains where the land came out, I mean, it is so far up in the mountains. And they um, they just built that that highway that we drove up was just built before we got there. And you you already see people from all over Europe going up there, yeah, hiking and just hang gliding, and it's just. The most pristine countryside, um, and so they're happy to show that they're show off their country now. You know. 
But since the government owns still a lot of the land, people are trying to buy it out, especially that amazing beach property where there's just like these desolate, gorgeous beaches. <laughs> and people are like, you know, I think actually Donald Trump, uh, you know, like, people are trying to go in there, they just want to buy it all up, they're trying to make stuff, and the government's holding on to it, and they're, you know, that, that beach in Montenegro was interesting, a company comes in every single summer and, buy, and kind of rents this whole section and sets up all those little cabanas, and it's so quaint and neat, and it's just things you don't really see here, but I think it's because they're holding it, they're holding on to it, they don't want it to get spoiled. I also will point out that the deal, again, I told you a little bit about what he's done for, for the country and for the people, but he also, I mean, you're more of a Mother Teresa to that country than I am. I mean, I'm in training and I'm humbled by the work that you did there. No, but it's amazing and the more responsibility you did so much on this end and you uh, have worked with Red Grave and raised a tremendous amount of money. And, um, so it was hard because again, in an hour or an hour and a half, there's so much to cover. I mean, we really just touched on on Christina and Kosovo and the the war there, and and it's it's actually really uh, it's sort of amazing because in Christina and Kosovo there it's it's a it's a population of, of young people because so many of the older generations were lost during the Kosovo War with with uh, with Serbia and. They love Americans so much because, you know, Americans really um, helped them in the war. And uh, so to go there, I mean, talk about, again, yeah, Fidel, you've done incredible things and people just adore you there. Again, with the Prime Minister being Fidel's cousin, uh, I think he trusted that Fidel was vouching for some good eggs and that we were also going to come in and had only the intention of, of showing, you know, showing I loved what you said about the first question that you hadn't been there and you're from there. Now you want to go and, and when his children saw, he said, my kids never wanted to join me in Albania. When he said my kids said, you know, said, well, we want to go there. And our lives are going there. So it was the same place. So we took this summer to get them experience that. I'd say, who knew that the Albanian Riviera existed? You know, I mean, it's so stunning. And you're 10, uh, 10 miles from, from Corfu, Greece. It's so beautiful and it's untouched. A lot of the places are getting a little bit commercial and, and so if you're planning your next vacation I'm stopping you <laughs> I can give you some tips and a really good time. Anyone else? One more? Yeah just I mean for each of these in the course of your travel what would be the most the moment that resonated the most for each of That's when I actually started. I cried. I was very emotional. I'm sure that was part of me. It meant so much to you. So there was a lot of them, but that was one of the moments. Yeah, that was unbelievable because our father went back in 1991, right when communism fell. But my uncle tried to go back many times, and they wouldn't let him in the country because he had long hair. Everybody had to have a haircut short. And um, the uncle who passed away, his, his wife was telling us that officials came and said, we've intercepted these letters from your nephew. Do you know, do you know, is he your nephew? Do you, you know, and they all said, we knew that if we answered the question wrong, we would be taken to the house with the ivy on it down the street and you never knew what would happen. And so they would answer the questions very carefully. And he said, I, I told them, 
yes, he's my nephew, and if you'll allow him into the country, I will welcome him into my home. But that was the wording that he used over and over and over because he was too scared that he was going to get in trouble. So, you know, that it's all true about the it keeping us, the family, separate, you know, completely separate. So, yeah, and, it, and in the end, the, the message that was sent back to our uncle was your, oh, yeah. your uncle will not receive you. And so he passed away before our uncle was, our father went to visit, and that was the address that we had. It was 20 years old. It was the same one my father went to. And when, my, when our father showed up at our uncle's door, he got to sit and speak with him and basically tell him, like, no, you know, hear the story from Anesti in Albania to take home to his brother to say they did not uh, reject you. They, they wanted you here, but it, it could have. Uh, brought them, you know, pain and, and difficulties on their family if they didn't answer correctly. But, and for me, I, I mean, there were so many. I definitely that being in that church was was very moving. Um, meeting the family was was just incredible. And I just think the way I mean, walking down the street, and again, I, when I say humbling, I, it's just one of those things I never would have imagined that I would be. I thought I might be a lot of things in this lifetime, but an Albanian princess, no. <laughs> and to see the people that come up to me on the streets and young people that just say, you know, you've given, you give us hope, you give us hope for a future, seeing the way that you are proud of your Albanian blood makes us want to be proud, and and that is that's real, and that's a big deal to me, and, and the old people as well, saying finally, you know, after a lifetime, I, I won't die and, and not have this country sort of it's been misrepresented in, in the rest of the world, and you're doing just such an incredible thing for this country. I mean, if you go on YouTube, there are a few videos, but something like this has never been done. I mean, you guys who supported us are really a part of something that has never been done, um, and that's extraordinary. So that was cool, and then afterwards, um, we we got to talk to her for it was like that 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 cocktail. Yeah, hour well, it was supposed to be the cocktail hour, but you know. So then she was like, you know, but it was mingle. It was like yeah, the she was mingling with everyone mingle. who was there, taking pictures. Phone like in August. Oh, I think strangers hey, calling the mama. Hey, how you doing? 
my friend Rob. Nice to meet you, man. We're a long time fans. Thank you. No, it's a good move. Thank you. Yeah. You guys know how technical difficulties can be. Trust us. But, you know, good things are worth waiting for, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it turned out really good. Thank you so much. I have a technical question. What kind of, like, cameras did you use and microphones did you have? We had a few. I know that. I mean, I know we had, um, yeah, I'm not going to know that. I mean, My brother have, is the one. But I mean, but, but did you have like a, like a boom guy there or a little yeah, uh, clip Yeah, we, we had clip mics and booms and then we had a, we had Brian was right there, our producer who sent all the, all the people. I don't know where he went, but that guy right there, oh, if you can catch the dude with the white hair on the way out, he'd love to tell you because he organized that all for us. And then we just, and then literally some of the footage was on clip cams and like we were somewhere. Oh, really? And we couldn't set up in time. We had HD flip cams, and we would just, you know, shoot various pieces because it was like it was still so that way. Yeah. Oh, it turned out really good. That's Thank a, you so I asked because you know a lot of your Kickstarter projects they're they're good, but they're more like you know they're not Hollywood productions, mm -hmm. big budget, and and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they come off like like amateur because they are it. Yeah. If this didn't have that quality to it, it had when you say professional quality. <laughs> Thank you. When you, You're said, when you and Nate said PBS, uh -huh. that was kind of the feel like I, I, I watch Rick Steves Europe all the time. See, it's, he does. It's like a documentary kind of travel show. He goes all over the place and he samples all the food and et cetera, et cetera. And he, you know, it, it's a great show and it shows like every, you know, all these places you never yeah. go to. No, and he, he's worked on um, the reservation, like uh, the reservation show. No If you want to get your picture, I'd get it now. Okay. Do you want to take a picture of us? Oh, sure. <laughs> we want a picture of you. Shoot into the mirror. 
we need to find a. Uh, All right. We need a shooter. Who's taken? <laughs> As Dan Aykroyd told us once, we need a shooter. We need a shooter. Do you want me in the middle or do you want me? Celebrities go in the middle. <laughs> One more. Thank you. Is that good? Thanks thank, so you. thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. So, what are you up to? Now? Yeah. These guys for a little bit. Do you have any other stuff in the works or not at the um I do, but here not really a secret. It's more stuff that's like it's unofficial enough that if I say anything it doesn't happen, I'll feel like it's it. So it's sort of like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you don't want to change. Like, oh yeah, what about oh yeah, well that didn't happen. No, there's some things, some things going on. Things going on. Good, yeah. Um, yeah, that's usually what I do most of, most of the time. I mean, I, I do too, but it's good because it's like the, the barrier to entry is so low. I'm telling you, you get, you get your side card now, you win. So, yeah. Wow. You can, side so media. I did not know that. Side so covers new media. I mean, I have my side card going over, like, there's like, a, lot of, you know, a lot of folks who get their, you get your... So like if you got to pay, you, don't you have to pay them? Yeah, but you know, with new media, it's um, well, at least with SAG anyway, and it's there's a suggested, but it's I mean it's I mean I pay TV rates to people, um, which is how I get people like Eliza to work for a week for me. Um, but I mean. You know, it's, it's very much like like TV and film. If you do enough new media, productions, you know, you have to join the union. Same with Writers Guild too. Is also so. But like, how does it work? You know, if Greg and I grab a camcorder and shoot a web series, that's the SAG isn't going to recognize it. They will if you apply to be a SAG production. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean. You know, it's it's funny. Like the, the I show up very bad on camera. You know, people <laughs> think that you know it's the, the SAGO union. You're gonna screw everything. But actually, it's you know it's helpful for things like if you make a web show, let's say it goes to DVD and you visual, but like it's you know also if you are an actor who is looking to get into movies and TV. And you don't have your side card. Yeah, a lot of people do it this way. Yeah, like a lot of people do it this way. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 a fairly simple process to become a side production, but and they, I think a lot of people are just afraid to do it. But the truth of the matter is that you can't get people like my. I'm, I was about to put myself in the same. Like, you can like, but like you don't get Eliza. You know, you don't get TV and movie people to be in your web show if you're not a side. Yeah, I mean that's just the no. You can't. Well, it's not illegal. It's. But I mean, you know, you, it's not. It's not recommended to do non-union work when you're a well-known union actor. Um, 
you know, you know, like, I mean, I have I hate Canada Reeves in the show because I mean, because it's a SAG show. Um, and so, is that something I can watch? It is. I think. I mean, it's um. Was it just a one-off? Or? It was a two-part mini-series called Sparhusen. It's about a sweet. It's Ileana Douglas, Keanu Reeves, um, Wallace Langham from something other than Veronica's Closet, but I can only think of Veronica's Closet right now. I used to watch that. Um, he was the I'm Not Gay assistant guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I saw him recently in something. I think. I can't oh, he's on CSI. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's on... Where you can find it. Probably YouTube. S-P-A-R-H-U-S-E-N. But um, and there's an album. I mean, Keanu Reeves was a Swedish record producer. It was really funny. On the show. On the show, yeah. Not a real yeah, He's a musician. He's fun. He's put out albums. Yeah. Dogstar. And actually, his best friend is Rob Mailhouse, who is in Dogstar. And that's how he got You can do the friend thing, but it, 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 it helps if it's, everything's cool with yeah. You guys should cover more shows. There is good stuff. We follow a couple of things. Some things are on. You've seen Leap here. The Angry Video Game. Never heard of him. Who? Angry Video Game. No. no. <laughs> he's, he's fairly popular, but it's called Angry Video Game. Yeah. He wears like a, a white button-down shirt with the pocket protector and the glasses, and he he's so he's like a YouTuber. So he's yeah, a YouTuber. Oh, yeah. And he, he started the whole shtick of the, the nerdy guy who sits in the basement and plays old video games and. Says like an effort every other word. Yeah, thing now. Yeah, he just shot a movie. You know, they're putting it together now, but right? Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> he did the Kickstarter for like X, and he's like, you know, I got to LA, and after a few days, all of a sudden, ran out of money. What? What happened? Oh, that's hilarious. He, he, shot he in didn't LA. realize how yeah. much uh, permits cost and the crew. That's why I shoot in San Francisco. San Francisco is the cheapest place to shoot in the entire world. Really? Yes. I don't. I mean, it's so like the little secret. Uh, no, people up. don't. People don't know that. I guess. But I mean, it's. Well, almost all the TV. Sh- any TV show that's like science fictiony is all in Vancouver. It's like not just that, but like pretty much everything's in Vancouver just because it's the tax credits and it's so much cheaper. But San Francisco is the permits are like it's kinda of like New York. New York is actually a lot easier to shoot too. Really? Yeah. I thought a lot of productions moved away from No, a lot of a lot of productions moved to New York. There's a lot more there's more television shooting in New York now than there ever has been. Really? Yeah. Aside from like the daytime soaps, but like no, my god, like so much stuff. Can I ask for the thank you. And then somehow, like, she got to us. Uh, I think, well, I think Wilson Cleveland kind of pointed us out. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then he know, got us in, you know, look, she would, she's very accommodating. She was She yeah. would have you would have talked, talked to, us. to us for a minute and gotten a picture or whatever. But, yeah. but he kind of, like, you know, Wilson kind of, like, yeah. got us a little bit more quality time with her. Yeah. So then we started talking. Which was fantastic. Yeah. We were talking. You were asking her about the cameras that they used in the movie who cares 
Well, you know, it's, uh, I want to cover all the aspects. Uh, Look, I was showing interest in her documentary. I know. I was complimenting her on how good it looked. You cut me. I was going for the friend angle. Hey, I'm your friend. I know all about you. I know all these, you know, hey, we talked on the phone. No, she's going to think you're the stalker. Well, no, maybe. No, I'm kidding. You're not a stalker. But what I was going... Just in, listen, just in case any, like, FBI end up listening to this episode, Greg is not a stalker. It's okay. <laughs> We're joking around. So, my point being, I wanted... To, I was going I, I, we, we, we talked for, you know, I don't know how long we talked, two minutes, and yeah, then... Few, no, a few minutes, few, like five minutes. And then she was, like, looking for her purse, but her boy, the boyfriend, Rick Fox, the basketball player had the purse, or something, I don't know. And then somebody else, like, poked her, and then she went talking to them. Right. I thought she was going to come right back. No. And <laughs> she didn't. And then all of a sudden, you started talking to Rick Fox. <laughs> well, he was walking by, like... And you wanted to get he, a picture. He was looking like he was leaving or going somewhere. Yeah. And and I, you know, I just stopped him. I said, hey, Mr. Fox, you know, do you mind if I get a picture? Oh, sure. And that was my end. Ah. So then he... And then and, I used my new technique. Yeah. And I said, listen, do you, you know, can I just ask you a question? I didn't say, hey, I'm from a podcast. Do you mind if I take... Fi-? I just said, hey, hey, listen, thank you so much. Listen, can I just ask you a question? And that was it. And... And that opened up the floodgates of him not shutting up for a half hour. <laughs> and then... In a good way. I'm yes. not complaining. It was awesome. Well, he's apparently this guy is in every TV show that's on the air <laughs> or, being, or being developed. <laughs> but it, so, and, and then, so then, so then uh, Wilson, Wilson Cleveland comes over. They're talking. And, and you and I are just standing there, like, just amazed by all this, all this, this insider, yeah, you know, this. industry talk. And, well, uh. I'm... I'm working on a, you know, Rick Fox, I'm working on a pilot, and I don't know if it's going to be picked up, and I'm excited, and then I wrote this other show, which, you know, it's like tied up in, in, uh, in, in, you know, red tape, and I don't know if that, and, and the whole time I'm just standing there, and I'm, I'm kind of interjecting, but, you know, I'm recording the whole thing, and, you know, we're not going to play it, because, let's be honest, it, it, you know. You're not going to be able, first of all, I don't think you're going to be able to hear Rick Fox, he is a very deep and low well, voice for such for such a big guy he was so soft spoken yeah well his voice doesn't carry no wilson cleveland's voice that carried yeah he projected series like that and you get the how do you memorize all the ones the way getting it in there oh you remember have you met me all day for about 40 hours so you just constantly running it and rehearsing it and it just starts to seep into you it's it's like uh, anything if you if you need to you need to uh, execute something and you do it a hundred times over by the time you have to actually do it, it's going to be easier than if I just said, hey, you got to do it today. Right? What do you think about Dancing with the Stars? I don't know. No, what, just how do you sit how do you memorize lines, how do you get them all? But I would highly recommend the episode of Franklin and Bash. Okay. With Rick. 
Oh, you were on that too? Oh, I... <laughs> but when they when they turn on the camera though, is it like do you flub a line and they get all mad or Sometimes they have no tolerance. Sometimes. Is this movie I don't. To me, it's no longer. It used to be about the words. No longer is it about the words. I used to words to tell the story, but I don't. I don't. Uh, I, don't uh, I don't get hung up on. Oh my God! I have to the words. The words are these tools. They're kind of there. Yeah. But more about the connection. Um, the scene with the other person. When you were on Party Down, was it? As fun as dancing, it seems as a viewer. Oh, yeah. Fun to work on. Yeah, we well, have a good set. Funny people. Yeah. Most yeah. of the joy is with those on off camera. You get eliminated first. Yeah. 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 He says, like, he said, I was trying to dance to the music. Funny people. And, they, and he's I like, that's it. not really? what they do. Are you going to be on more shows? Yeah, I'm on a couple now. Um, I'm on one that actually. Sorry, I don't It's on in it's on right 20 now. minutes. Oh, oh right what? <laughs> Single ladies? Uh, Mr. Box Office of Comedy with uh, John Lovitz, Bill Bellamy, uh, Vivica Fox, who else? Uh, Tim Meadows. Um, and that's a brand see. new show. Right? Yeah, it's been yeah. for about 10 weeks. But, uh, we're going to have yeah, to start DVRing that. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> it's, it's really silly. It's comedy. And what is silly. it? Which one Mr. is it? Mr. Box Office. Excuse me. It's a, it's a throwback sitcom. Welcome, it's basically Welcome Black Carter. <laughs> Seriously? What yeah. would you have said if they had actually pitched it to you? That I way? said, really? You said, really? really? Oh. Wouldn't have got, got me in on the Welcome Black Carter, but when I, when, once we, after we've made about 12 of them, I go, oh, this is Welcome Black Carter. Bill Bellamy, how funny is he? Uh, he's, 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 unfortunately for him, he doesn't get to be really funny. He's a straight he's, guy. Uh, you know. I know, everyone around him knows. Who tells the jokes? All of us. Like, well, he said uh, someone John made Bill Bellamy the straight man yeah. in a comedy? He's Where a funny it? guy. Yeah. But he's having to, to look. He, all of us keep coming into scenes dressed weird, right? You know, stealing and feeling a lot of it funny because in, he's kind of the setup. He's the, he's the celebrity that's at South Central High School doing his community service. Where, is this on Comedy Central? No, it's on CW. So yes. It's, so that's, okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's like, it's like, if you see it, you're not going to go, wow, this is the next. Okay, I want, because I saw the, I saw the promo. It's not, you know, it's not, it's A, it's in its early stages, so it's, so it kind of um, A, you get a paycheck, it. and B, it's fun. <laughs> oh, no, it's no, under no, the radar. Uh, yeah, well, it's under the radar. They didn't market it, because we have, it's a syndication model, so we're doing 104 of them. Wow. Regardless. So we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't have to worry about the ratings. For real? Oh yeah, we're making it before we do two. That's cool. We do two. And we do two every two weeks. Because you, you're doing single ladies still too, right? Single ladies, I'm doing Mr. Box Office. So you're never home. Now. We haven't talked in forever. I'm in Atlanta a lot. Because I do the game down there. Single ladies is down. I was gonna say that's I where the Mr. Box Office yeah, in LA. In LA. See where never home. See where never home. I'm home a lot. I just I go to Atlanta and see stints. Like I go tomorrow to Atlanta for two days. I go back home. And I shoot again on the tenth for about three days. Yeah, no, it's it's. I work in some stints. For You're working a lot. Yeah. You have four shows going on right now, right? Just FYI. Yeah. 
Which one? Wow. Is it funny? They make you read? Yeah, but they're interested. I was going to state it's BBC, it's called The Gates. And it's apparently a kid over there, and it looked like the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Ben Silverman doing it? No, yeah. it's our buddy Aaron Cap. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So. Are we starting pilot season that early? It's early. We're shooting it. They're probably shooting it in January. It's, it's the producers of Josh Goldstein. Real, like, established producers. Yeah, yeah. Really good guys. But I just read the script last night. It's, it's shit. <laughs> I hope so. I hope. I'm looking for one show. I want one. I want to be doing one show. Awesome. Um, how about you're doing four now? Why don't right, you pick yeah, one? But, but they're all. I kept them all non-exclusive. So I'm, I'm you're re- like I'm leads in all of them. But, but I keep to keep my my flexibility and my not, yeah. I'm not exclusive. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I can do a pilot season. Have to do. Do the one that can't be canceled. Keep doing the Mr. Box office. So then, I mean, she would have stayed there again and talked to us for another two minutes, but the Russian tea room was flashing the lights and everybody would leave. So finally we went and we got the picture. Yeah, Um, we talked to her again for a minute. We got a couple of pictures with her. And then actually video while we were going to take the picture with her, some like professional photographer just started snapping away with this flash. I was like, what? Like we're, as if we're, we're the somebody. Big time. Yeah. We're the big time now. And then, and, and I don't you think said, we're ever going to see the pictures. Well, you said, oh, you know, like this must be for some, some big, Websites, you know, website yeah. like Entertainment Weekly or something. And so afterward, I go up to the guys like, hey, listen, uh, you know, what what website are these going to be in? Ah, me, uh, I only speak Albanian. Oh, what? God. So anyway, I was, I kept, I'm like, no, 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 no. Picture what picture website? What pi- <laughs> So finally, uh, it turns out he was just taking pictures for the photographer guy. Yeah, the the Fadil, Faria, whatever his name was there. Um, So we're going to be in this world-famous photographer's, like, personal collection. Along with everybody else. The Paul Stevenson show. There was also a a TV cameraman there. I don't know who he was. I think it was an Albanian (sighs) something or other. The the, the little card on the microphone said Channel 21. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't WLIW. So, who knows? Yeah, but, so... So, um, the Pornstein show is going to be on some Albanian TV channel. Oh, oh gee whiz. <laughs> it's almost as being as popular as Esteban living, at least, uh, listening in Antarctica. Much. Bye. See you guys. Okay. There you are. We just, we just want to get a photo. It's the lighting change. It's going to be really sexy. Hold on. We're closing out the rough. Hey, let him go first. Let him go first. Did we get a shot? Did we? Yeah. No? (laughs) 
I mean, I may be able to. Make me look thin. What web show? No, it's just today with my mom. You made yourself look really good. We were doing a shoot with Adela, and I was so excited. She was like, how do I make myself look good? Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Anyway. Any questions? Yeah, let me just show them the color. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I look like? I look like Nicholas Cage. Hold on. Someone said to me this. Let's not get crazy. Do you think the flowers like sit around in the garden and go like, ooh, that one's skinnier. These photos for a website. We're going to let the flower you do. Come on, let's be honest. Stop it. Which website? Your heat, whatever. But we got. Should we gotta, for which one? For uh, I wouldn't like you as much. <laughs> <laughs> if you were good looking. Okay, like the red, and it got all. It depends on what it is. Could you just say, but my sister today, she's the world's biggest puppy. What's her name? Erin. Just say like, hi, Erin, the world's biggest whatever puppy. Well, sure. Okay. Hey. Apparently the world's biggest Buffy fan, like in the world anywhere. We wish you were here and hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. You have an amazing holiday. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. <laughs> so what do you um, Since I couldn't get an autograph, I got a little video clip of her saying hi. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that you know we got the pictures, and um, Wilson Cleveland was a little annoyed that I told him to to stand farther away when he took the picture <laughs> because he took it; it was like right on top of us. So anyway, so so now that your your uh, phone conversation, the oh. recording went a little awry. Yeah, lousy. So we finally met her in person. You got to talk to her. You got audio. We got pictures. Are you satisfied now? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I satisfied? Uh yeah, well, and if not, why? Um yeah, I know, I'm definitely sad. I mean, the the access that we just got was really unprecedented when you think about well, we, how much we were, money I, I I didn't spend that much money to do all this. And we were VIPs. Yeah, we were VIP. We were For real VIPs. So that I brought you along specifically so that we together we finally we we have made it now. We double team. We and, are and, VIPs. Uh, no one cares with <laughs> us, but we are now v VIPs. VIPs in our own mind. Yes, yes, we are. All we these are, other podcasts—they didn't do this. <laughs> No. Nothing. Exclusive. Exclusive. The Paunch Stevens, the Exclusive. The only thing that, that I... We are, we are legends in our own lunchtime. The only, the only legends thing, that will last a lunchtime. The only thing I was a little upset about, you know, disappointed was... quote Eric Idle. I, I didn't get, I wanted you to videotape me, like, talking to her, but... Well, it happened so it. fast. Yeah. I had the recorder. And I didn't want, I, I didn't want you to just do it in front of us, because that would look weird. Right. Well, here's the thing. 
even though we were VIPs and, and Wilson helped us get access and Eliza Dishku was very accommodating, you know, it was just a little... The way it all happened, like, it, it happened very naturally and very mm. organically. And we're having a conversation. And, oh, can we get a picture? For me to say, like, oh, wait a minute. Let me turn on my camcorder. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay, guys, start talking now. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so, it just ruins the flow. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's fine. It's fine. So we got we the got, audio. We, we got, got pictures. pictures. I have to crop you out of mine. But, hey! Put it up on the wall. All right. Well, I, when I'm going to sleep at night, I don't want to look at a picture of well, I me, you, and Eliza Dushku. Hold on. I was ready to take one of you and her, and yeah, you I said, know. well, don't you want to get in it? So that's your fault. No, I, I, it's I know, perfectly I fine. I, I don't know. care. I'll just crop I you know. out of it. The Dush. Dush. PaunchStevenson.com exclusive. Yes. Anything else? No. Look up. Can, what, what, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Le look up Leap Year. On YouTube for free. And also, is there anywhere the Paunch Stevenson Show listeners can watch Dear Albania online? Not yet. Alright, so so we're still waiting to to no. unveil that. Yeah, it's this was a VIP. Us? We're unveiling it? This was a well Yes, we're championing <laughs> yes. Dear Albania. We, we are now honorary Albanians. <laughs> Let me tell you. There were enough Albanians in there that we should have been. I was very surprised the only, how many Albanians. The only thing with the Albanians was, and, and they have to do this if they're going to put this film out, they need subtitles. Because when they were interviewing uh. people and, and they were talking Albanian, one of the problems, everybody in there was laughing except us. <laughs> we didn't know what they were saying. I know, they need a translation. Well, then know. the translator on the film was saying what it meant, but we couldn't hear them because everyone's laughing. I know, I know. It was so. a very good movie. When it comes out, yes. we'll let everyone know. The Dush! And you can learn about Albania. D-U-S-H. Dush! Twenty-five minutes from I'm just gonna run in for a second. I feel like you're not considering my feelings. She can't just barge in. We're talking about games. We're talking about man stuff. We're talking about frag, kills, time, scores, bonus points. Have you ever touched you know what that is? There's an Atari down there. Do you know anything at all about games? I mean, be serious. My console, believe me, I like it all. I'm that bitch with the